What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on this episode, we got another rendition of Put You Up, although this time we're turning the tables a little bit. And it's <laughs> I, Outlaw, who's going to put up Yinka. Yes, sir. On a record that was I'm intimately familiar with. And so we're going with the debut album from RJD to Dead Ringer. And it's a little bit of a, I, I would say it's definitely more in the realm of the underground hip hop. Um, mm. And there's aren't too many hip-hop lyrics on this but he's definitely a hip-hop producer i would even say you know if you look at the genre on wikipedia right it says electronica and i would say it borders electronica as well I would, oh, I would absolutely say, yeah, it's probably about a 50 50 split absolutely uh-huh. uh and so for me i first heard this album i want to say in 2003 okay it was at school and i stayed in the dorm but i spent a lot of time at my friends who had like apartments and whatnot. Okay. And my friend, uh, my friends who lived in Crossroads, one of them was Quang. Mm-hmm. And we would always like go over there, play Madden and watch whatever. Yeah. And he would leave his room, his bedroom door open mm-hmm. and just have his playlist going uh, just on loop. Right. And he would have a bunch of like, yeah, he would have some of the popular shit, but he mm-hmm. would also have a bunch of random like underground shit that I had okay. never heard. And a few songs on here kept popping up on the playlist, and that would be mm-hmm. Ghost Rider and mm-hmm. Silver Fox. And I think Silver Fox is actually the first one that caught my ear, and I asked him, I was like, yo, what is this? Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's RJD2. And so I finally picked up the album, and this is one of the albums that I routinely go back to. Right. Um, I, I mean, I, there's always a few staples, and if you heard this podcast enough times, you'll know some of those staple records. This is one that we haven't really talked about at all, mm-hmm. um, and probably for good reason, because... There aren't too many lyrics on here. But for yeah. me, as a person who loves music, who loves the musicality that hip hop can provide, this album is like everything for me. Right. So what were just some of your initial thoughts? Um, initial thoughts, I did hear this kind of around the time, mm-hmm. uh, the 2002, 2003 timeframe. Um, it really is a, kind of a period piece in, okay. my, in my mind, just because of the fact that um, if you remember in 2001, um, Jay Dilla, and then Pete Rock kind right. of kind of broke the broke ground with their BBE albums, where each of them came out with their own instrumental album that had like a little bit of lyrics, but it was it was you know surrounded by their instrumentals. Uh, Dilla had Welcome to Detroit, and then Pete Rock had Peach Instrumentals. I think it was called yeah. right. I think he had two um, ver- volumes of that. And, yeah, he did. And I wasn't really feeling those. I didn't like the second one. I thought okay. the first one was dope. Uh, right. There's there's some real high points in the first one, but uh, but yeah, so. You know, albums like this, and it's funny that this wasn't one of the ones that really, I guess, in my circle of friends was really permeated. Um, albums like this. Um, and then uh, the next year when when Black Album dropped, we had uh, we had like all, the White Album mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, uh, the, the Gray Album. album which and, was mine. And, that um, was the one, but with um, not Danger Mouse. Um, yeah, Danger Mouse. Oh, no, no, that was Nose. Right. No, 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 no. Who's the producer? It was Danger Mouse. The- that's his, his name is Danger Mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, Danger yeah. Mouse did the Black Album, yeah. which I love. And then or a bunch the of people, album. a bunch of people did Black Album versions, yeah. and some people did God's Sons one. Uh, right. Ninth Wonder did that one. Yeah. So you had these like beat albums that people were trying to do around that time, and I think this, when I go back and listen to it, it, it really fits in that I guess mm-hmm. kind of subgenre of uh, uh, time frame. Um, I remember I l- listened to this album and wasn't put on to this album. I was put on to the Dilla and the Peets by uh, uh, Jelani and Eba. Right. So I spent a lot of time with them and they would, you know, particularly E would, would, would have these 
instrumentally focused albums and yeah. they would kind of just play them in the background and we would like freestyle and somebody might be drinking somebody might be playing a video game you know whatever and it just kind of was on in the background mm -hmm. and this album reminds me of that time frame um i was a big jakaida motormouth and, and copyright fan already okay. i'm like a big megahertz fan so that's how i heard about this album but i had only heard fuck hip-hop and june because okay. they had those other members of this camp in it of the lyrically um, focused tracks on the album june is probably the biggest one that people would know yeah it was the first single and mm -hmm. copyright was the biggest mm -hmm. <laughs> the biggest of the artists on right, here which right, right. Yeah, i mean that's not saying a lot but but yeah so you know those are my initial remember rem remembrances of this album okay um i kind of wanted to get a little bit more from you in terms of like wh why exactly you wanted to explore this and what was special about this particular album as opposed to some of the other ones that I mentioned. So this is definitely a break from the regular content that we would have in the sense that it's right. not very lyrically focused. Right. Um, but a while back, you and I were talking about albums that really influenced us. Yeah. And we were focusing on the hip hop in particular. Uh -huh. As you all know, I listen to a bunch of different things. So there's a bunch of albums I could list. But in terms of the hip hop ones, um, I had a hard time narrowing it down to 10. But this is one of the albums that made that 10 list for me and the reason why is because when i got into this album was when around the time when i was starting to make beats mm. and one of the reasons why i started to listen to other things beyond hip-hop was because when i was making these beats i found that i enjoyed the music that i was sampling or in the music that i was discovered that was being sampled by hip-hop i right. enjoyed that music more so than the hip-hop that i was listening to right. and but this album to me kind of showed me what was possible with a hip-hop instrumental and i know okay. that it's a, a little bit of electronica but the drums are definitely hip-hop oriented mm -hmm. the sampling is definitely hip-hop oriented what's not what i think takes a break from the the typical hip-hop formula we talk about all the time how you have like intro verse hook verse yeah. hook these songs don't follow that format these mm -hmm. are mainly hip-hop instrumentals that are songs in their own right that you right. can listen to from beginning to end and they take you places they don't always yeah. start they don't always end how they start mm -hmm. and the fact that you know the vast majority of these have sampled a whole bunch of different records yeah um and he does this so seamlessly and not yeah. only that there's a lot of like you can understand just how well he understands music going mm -hmm. through some of the tracks like some of like sometimes like he'll he'll pause a break like he'll pause the beat and not put the drum where you would expect it yeah and he'll add it like a little bit later just to give it a little bit of character like he mm -hmm. does that all the time yeah and so for me for someone who is trying to sample old records to make my own mm -hmm. this album was very inspiring to me in mm -hmm. fact it, if you listen to some of the later beats that i made and maybe i'll drop a little sound bed uh in this segment here but you know what i was trying to do wasn't just you know do the the, sp the sped up sample with the drum and then yeah. have someone rap over it no like i was trying to make music just out of the samples that I was doing right. so that they would hold their own weight without the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And for me, he's one of my biggest inspirations uh, mm -hmm. in terms of an artist who was doing that. I mean, you also got people like, you know, I think like DJ Shadow was doing yeah, it. Yeah, DJ course, Shadow with intro. I think that was the big, I guess, period piece mm -hmm. of these kinds of pieces, right? The introduction right. one. And I think that, you know, obviously you mentioned Pete Rock. Uh, you mentioned Dilla, who I would favor over Pete Rock, at least mm -hmm. in terms of this period. DJ Pete, Spinner. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. um, but Pete Rock was in a particularly um, 
I guess down. That was a, that was when he was at a low light in in his life, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is that I right? think he was really heavy into drugs around that. Oh, time I didn't period. know that. Yeah. At least for the the second one. He has a record um, on that. You know, not to get too far off on a tangent, but he has a record on Pete's Instrumentals called Pete's Jazz, mm -hmm. and it's still one of my favorite of this era. Like, okay. it's a really good record. So we'll have to drop that here. Um, and so he's he's not a very big name, obviously, and his later stuff. Um, is not as good as this, mm -hmm. but I give him credit for trying to always grow as an artist. Mm -hmm. Always like someone who you know they just they're they're constantly challenging themselves. I yeah. think around the time that he recorded this, uh, the only instruments he could play were the drums and the turntable. And I do consider the turntable an instrument yeah. if you know what you're doing. Especially uh, if, when you listen to this album, you can hear that he understands drum yeah. drum programming, and and you can hear that he understands the turntable right. with cuts on some of the records. Some of his later music, he actually even got into folk a little bit. But okay. I mean, hey, uh, all That's the power though. to you. Yeah, yeah. So for me, uh, I mean, there's there's certain songs on here that just they're just amazing. We'll get to that okay. when we go through our, our track track by track breakdown right. but yeah i just found this you know it's an album that i constantly revisited and in terms mm -hmm. of put you up mm -hmm. there's not much hip-hop that i've listened to that you haven't and this mm -hmm. is one of the few ones that i do consider hip-hop yeah. that you haven't listened to if we wanted to do a, a put you up on some classic rock or some jazz record i got you <laughs> but this is not a classic rock or jazz podcast it's a hip-hop podcast the funny thing about this is that i actually had heard it like i said oh, around heard? the time okay. like but i mean it doesn't really count because i didn't really gravitate to it and i think i really kind of just Heard the Jakarta Motormouth and copyright records, and then just kind of discarded the rest of the album. So hearing it now, yeah. uh, is it something that you can understand why I would like? Why you understand why we're doing this? Or are you still kind of lost? No, I, I get it for sure. Um, I don't know that we'll be able to pull off the same format that we always do, but That's we fine. can we can go for it just because it's not so centered around. Um, it's not lyric centered, mm -hmm. and it's not like it's difficult to describe how i would listen to an album like this yeah. um it actually kind of reminds me of a, like a bob james album i don't know if you're okay. a fan of bob james you know everybody i Obviously. guess who like yes. samples <laughs> knows bob james but um you know like i listen to bob james and i'm not like oh that shit's a banger you know yeah. i'm just like yo that you know that's dope like i enjoy it and i think this album is kind of more in that style well then let's just do yeah. highlights and lowlights if you have sure them. i mean we can even go track for track if you want i'm sure you probably will i could but let's I, just I let's just go uh let's just um, go highlights for now highlights for me the horror okay. um super dope uh good good intro the first time i heard it i was like it should have cut off when when it first fades down at the two minute mark yeah um, and then I listened again and I was like, yo, it's crazy what he's doing with the drums. Like he kind of get the reason he fades it down is so he can kind of give himself like a drum solo mm -hmm. and he kind of really kills it on the drum and then he brings it back. Right. Which I, which I noticed he kind of does a lot on this album. Oh, he does that a lot. Um, yeah. So the horror. The, real quick. One of the cool things that I like about the horror is that mm -hmm. if you listen to Salu, which I actually kind of want to talk about in a second, mm -hmm. but you listen to Salu, he says like, okay, this is the first time. I'm doing a project completely under my own control. Yeah. Um, I have so many songs, I don't know which one to start with, so I'll just make up a new one. So, yeah. you know, he's he's got his whole track list, what he wants to do, and he's like, well, I don't have an intro, so I'm just going to go ahead and make one. That's a really, really dope uh, vocal sample that he takes there. Yeah. I, I like that a lot, too. Um, um, and just and real quick about the salute, it's funny. It sounds like he's from the UK, but mm -hmm. I don't think he is. All the but that's not him. So is that it? isn't him. I think that's him taking someone else. Talk. You know, Madlib used to do that a lot. 
taking so is that like, what it is? somebody's okay. live performance shit and splicing it into his record. Uh, you know, it had to be yeah. because it's. I think he's from like he's Columbus, from Ohio. Ohio, right? Yeah. And I was like, this dude sounds like he's from the UK. I've always assumed it was him, but uh, the, okay. when you say it like that, that yeah. it's probably it's yeah. Probably I think it's true. just a record sample. Okay. But um, right. yeah. It's, so actually, to go back, you know, to my introduction to this, that's the reason why I knew who RJD2 was is because I was a big Megahertz fan. Mm-hmm. Um, that came out of the uh, Stretch and Bobito radio show type shit um copyright would go on and just you know kill he was besides big l he was probably my favorite like dude who would come on and and just you know rip up these radio freestyles Mm -hmm. and so you know i knew about rjd2 because he produced for copyright okay and that whole crew they actually used to call themselves columbus crew really um for after the soccer team you know the mls team um yeah but that but it was chakai and copy and him and a bunch of other other cats and they're all from columbus right okay yeah so uh yeah loved the horror i i loved salute as well i thought it was really dope i guess you listened to it and assumed it was him yeah i just listened to it but i I always had questions about like this doesn't make sense yeah i assumed that it was it was uh recording from a a record that he had chopped and i always thought that it was or i thought it was a dope chop like a dope idea and like it was like imagine in my mind i'm imagining a performer probably from the like late 70s you know maybe early 80s who's doing a concert and says, you know, I got a bunch of shit, but you know what? I'm just going to give you something original, like mm-hmm. l- at, during a live performance. And that's yeah. amazing to me. So yeah. I just, I, I thought that that was a dope uh, joint. Smoke and Mirrors uh, is is a highlight for me. Okay. Um, it's funny because I've been trying to experiment with getting my music placed in, in you know, film and in, uh, in television. Yeah. And uh, recently, I had uh, an ad that was sent to me or whatever, and it was somebody who was looking for um, a replacement for Smoke and Mirrors. Um, And I mean, obviously, I don't make that type of music necessarily. I think I sent them back Don't Cry. Um, But I mean, you know, I didn't didn't land the placement or anything like that. But it's just random that it also means that his music is commanding this album sounds like a soundtrack to a movie to me oh absolutely and 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 so it's interesting that his if somebody's asking for a replacement for his record that means that he commands a coin to the level that they're like let's get somebody who's less you know experienced or cost less than that. he does and one of the tracks yeah. on here which i won't mention yet but we'll get mm-hmm. to it sh- sure um was a really big success in that it was all over the place in yeah. terms of it was something that you would hear like during a commercial and then the nba highlights are on and you would hear this track yeah. um the song was everywhere we'll get to yeah. it um, I, I know which yeah. track you're talking about yeah. too yeah so um so yeah so smoke and mirrors uh really dope really another i i i say the horror would would be similar mm-hmm. but a record that just kind of takes you somewhere like it tells you a story and you don't have to you don't need the, the picture your your brain creates mm-hmm. the picture of what the movie is or right. what's happening in the scene i i really like that record uh, Final Frontier, I thought was really dope. I've never been a huge Blueprint fan. I, okay. I just kind of find him as a serviceable MC. That's fine. But uh, but but you know, I like Blueprint's voice on on the record. Okay. He, he kind of commands a presence, and I think the beat is really dope. The beat is crazy, and it, it gives us what later became Soul Position. As I actually as think Soul Position came first. Really? Yeah, I think that this was a situation similar to um, Foreign Exchange. Right, where Are you, you sure? had, I believe so, yes. Okay. So I think that this is one of, when we talk about people who were collaborating uh-huh. um, over the internet, I want to say the sole position 
was one of the one of the groups that was doing it. So RJD2 and Blueprint found each other online and they uh-huh. made music together called um, and they were soul position. It was later. It mm-hmm. says in O2 he dropped Dead Ringer and then it says RJ later collaborated with Blueprint under the name Soul Position. Yeah, but I want to say that they actually linked up before that. I'm pretty sure they did. Because he even says in the record Soul Position and Soul Position of Soul Position. That's because it actually became like a group that like toured and stuff. From what I understand, though, because okay. I because re- I remember looking into it at the time, yeah. um, that those two actually collaborated before this project. Um, maybe they didn't have an official right. EP, like an official LP, mm-hmm. but they were making songs together before this. I'm okay. pretty sure. So maybe and, maybe mistaken, but and you're saying also that they they predated uh, uh, foreign exchange in terms no, of that concept. No, what I'm concept? saying is that no, I'm not saying that they predated foreign exchange. Okay. Uh, maybe they did. What I'm saying is that in that time period when you had people discovering each other and starting to work with each other right, on right. the internet, they were some of the people that were doing that. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty sure that they found each other online. Um, I, that's my understanding. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. I haven't actually looked into that in for a while. So so. Uh, I'm not gonna mention Ghost Rider as a as a as a highlight. Uh-huh. I know that's the record that you're talking yes. about that at one point in time was ubiquitous. Yes. I definitely heard it before. It's not it's not a highlight to me. It is for me. Um, I it's think it's a hi- I think anybody else would say that it is, but to me, it's just cool. So why is it um, just cool? I just don't. I I didn't personally find it like to be an amazing piece of music. Okay. I I just thought it was a cool piece of music. Yeah, That's just me personally. I'll, I'll get into that later. Yeah. I strongly disagree. I mean, I'm just I'm giving my highlights. Oh, I understand. So I understand. I'm just I'm, I'm letting I'm the gonna, listeners know that I will be giving like a two minute spiel on why this song is amazing. Go for it. Um, <laughs> so uh, fuck hip hop uh, because I'm a Jakarta Motormouth fan. He's somebody who like when megahertz and you know weathermen were doing their thing like he him and copyright were like 1a and 1b in terms of my favorite mcs in the group right um and i was super excited about him finally putting out a solo project which he did and it really underwhelmed me Mm. but uh fuck hip-hop might have even at the time at the time yeah it was my favorite song on here okay just because it was the most lyric oriented on, on on the record sure um, let's see. Two more dead. I love that joke. Okay. Two That's more dead one. was really, really dope to me. Like yeah. the way the whole shit is is layered and everything. Um, and then June, of course. June. Um, it had copy, and it's just even without if copy wasn't on it, it would still be a, a dope piece of music. Um, here's where my experience and yours probably differ. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I didn't have. Here's what's left on on. And I don't think it's actually the, on the, the physical copy of the album that I have. Right. Either, but it's listed on Wikipedia as track 17. So we list. We listened to it beforehand, yeah. and I think it's really dope. It probably would it have is, been a highlight it, it for amazing, me yeah. had I had spent some time with it. Um, yeah. And then to go back to the version that I listened to, which I have the deluxe uh, edition, because um, I'm listening to it on Spotify. Spotify. Um, it had two more records that weren't um, on here, which are Thine Planetarium. Which is not on the record. And Before or Since. Before I, or Since was dope, but Thine Planetarium, yeah. I don't... I, yeah, I'm glad it's not on the physical copy. I, liked, I, don't, I, don't think I actually good. liked both of them. I thought that Thine Planetarium could have been more concise, but yeah. Before or Since would have been a highlight for before me. Before or Since is dope. Yeah, if, if it had been um, on this album. So those are, those are my highlights. So I'll go through and list my highlights. Um... I like the horror. I like Smoke and Mirrors, but they're not highlights for me. Uh, Good Times Roll Part 2 
Um, I've always just enjoyed what he did with the drums on that. Um, how the song just has so much energy and like it builds, but it transitions and it just continues to build energy even as the song is like fading out. Um, I just think it's a it's a really really dope sample, mm-hmm. and to me, in many ways, it's almost like an intro into the album. Even though it's not, there's there's two tracks that come before it. There's just something about the energy of Good Times Roll. Reminds me of some like JB's shit. You know? yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Um, so obviously, Ghost Rider to me is my highlight, mm-hmm. and that song is amazing. Right. It's got I don't know seven or eight different samples in it, and the mm-hmm. reason why this song is so good is because first of all. It just stands alone. It stands on its own, just as a as a as a complete piece of music. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need any lyrics on it, even though there's some vocals on it. You don't need any lyrics. Um, the fact that he's able to take all of these different components of all these different samples, some which are in completely di- different genres, different keys, whatever, mm-hmm. and mold them all into one semblance of music that makes sense. But then it's not just a standard loop, mm-hmm. like it's broken down it's got it's got like a bridge it switches up um and then the little vocals that they that are in the song like they feature they kind of tease the vocals at the the beginning and then they do this they do this uh, he does this little like break where he's got like these the symbol section and Mm. it's crazy and then he goes back into it um but the vocals switch up even more and then that horn sample Mm. that horn sample is fire and this is the one that was this was everywhere um it wasn't notable in terms of like being on the radio but this was Mm -hmm. one that was heavily featured in like commercials just like as a sound bed it was a very popular track in fact this song this song is so popular that you i'd probably i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt that it still gets featured on like random playlists from like oh here's some eccentric music that's mm-hmm. cool. We're just gonna put things on a play that's like, oh, grab RJD2's Ghost Rider. We mm-hmm. gotta feature this song. Yeah, I know what the when I read about this album, it's had said that that song was also in a Wells Fargo commercial, which I didn't. I'm know. sure, but uh, I'm, among other things, right? Like it's been placed a, a bunch. To me, every single time I make a playlist, I have to consider putting this song on there. It's just it does so much for me, um, and just as like I said, just for someone who was making beats. Um, sample heavy making yeah. beats and wanted to take the samples in its, its own direction and make a unique song that didn't have to have vocals on it. Mm. I think this is the epitome of that. I mean, mm. I'm not saying that it's the best one ever, but I don't think that you can have a conversation about producers trying to do that, uh, doing it really well without mentioning the song. So you don't have to like it. Or you I think it's cool. Like it. You think it's cool. I got it. You don't have to like it as much as I do. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But for me, uh, this song is this song is everything. In fact, you know, if I could make that song, I would be proud with my musical career. Mm-hmm. I'd be proud. That's how my, that's how highly I think of this piece of music. That's what's up. Um, for me, I, I one of the things that I really probably care about even more than as a piece of music is I wonder for everywhere he placed this, how much money he makes off of it. With that, that well. he's someone who sam- will sample 10 records True. on the same True. record. And I would assume if Wells Fargo, a yeah. company that's that esteemed, is 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 getting that piece of music, that means he probably cleared those samples. Yeah. So I'm wondering what percentage of the pie he's actually able to keep. I hope it's with a lot. all of the yeah, with all of the samples and th- that's just the type of stuff that yeah. interests me mentally. So, um, but, but yeah, uh, dope piece of music. Yeah, Did you uh, have more highlights? Dope. Yeah. So more highlights. Um, I like Chicken Bone Circuit a lot just because. 
that's one of the ones where I think that he's that's like all him on the drums. I mm. think. I think. Um, I always wonder like what which what's like him just killing it on the drums versus him you know taking like a drum loop like off a record and chopping it up and yeah. you know it's and I actually probably should have gone back to do more research on this just to make sure uh, that mm -hmm. I have my facts straight um, but I do remember you know because this is the, one of the albums that I was constantly revisiting mm -hmm. and during those days when I re revisit I was like oh let me learn more about RJD2 and I want to say that in that research, uh, I discovered that Chicken Bone Circuit was one of the ones that he was really playing the drums on it. Mm. Um, I could be mistaken, but that's just my memory of it. But yeah, I just think it's, uh, again, it's another one where, um, I, I, I don't know, it's just a highlight for me. <laughs> it's hard to say. All right. Um, Silver Fox is definitely Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, so this was one of the first ones that grabbed my attention. Mm. And something about it like it almost sounded like it was something that would come from like southeast asia mm -hmm. um I, I don't necessarily hear that anymore but when i initially did you know that's just kind of what that's just kind of the sound that i that that i took from it right. but yeah you know i don't you don't really hear too many songs like this in hip-hop um and so for him to take the samples that he did and assemble it that way mm -hmm. it gives it a real mystic kind of uh ancient but like classical feel to it right. which is just dope uh it's got dope drums and it's just yeah i just think it's just dope the way he broke it down like that right um june is funny it's it's mm -hmm. not a highlight to me but it's something mm -hmm. that i need to discuss just because for the longest time i didn't really listen to june huh. um in fact i didn't listen to fuck hip-hop or final frontier because i thought vocally they all sounded shit. Mm. And so June was something that like when I was talking about this album, I was talking about with another friend mm -hmm. and he was like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, that's not track June. I'm like, I don't really listen. He's like, how do you not listen to June? Like you gotta listen to it. He's like, it's got like it's this amazing. crazy, this crazy um, like- Guitar riff. Yeah, this guitar out. riff. So yeah, I went yeah. back and listened to it then and I was like, oh, this is why I should have listened to the entire track. Yeah. Because the lyrics themselves, didn't really do anything for me but uh -huh. now when i go back and listen to it um and i listen to the entire thing it's obviously yeah. a, a beautiful piece of music i would agree um you know and that's not copyright's thing right mm -hmm. copyright is an mc who he's just he, he it's like he's bad he's he's a he's an mc who will rap to you about rapping like he's an mc that like he's a, a battle rapper mm -hmm. um so he also put this song june on his his album i think it was called the high exalted that right. came out that year um and this is kind of outside of of copyright's box in terms mm -hmm. of the type of, of music that he generally makes but um i guess the the theme here was like his birthday is in june right. and his father's passed away in june right. right and so he's kind of talking about that and then he, he gets another verse way at the end of the song as well um i would have appreciated personally if they were able to almost make this like a um like a crossroads type of record where like that. they all kind of eulogize someone just because i agree like i i don't think that copy's performance in and of itself held up to the music mm -hmm. i think the music is up here yeah, the music is really good and copies you know below it but i'm still a huge copyright fan um i actually met copyright oh that's and cool. that was dope it was like one of those situations where like you meet somebody you really like i really looked up to him as a kid he was one of my like five favorite mcs um, and then I, I met him at like a hip hop festival, but he wasn't performing. Okay. He was like just chilling in the crowd and I ended up like, I was getting ready to buy a round. And then I like, we copped him a drink and we just had, we just chopped it up. We were talking, talked about this period of time where he didn't record music for a certain amount of time. And I asked him why, 
He talked about how he moved to Woodbridge, Virginia. He went through a really rough divorce, this mm. whole shit. Like, I ended up having, like, a really personal conversation with this cat. But, That's uh, cool, man. Really dope dude. Um, and agree that, June, you probably initially tried to connect with the verses first. Mm -hmm. And then when you went back, you probably had a different experience. Yeah, and I can say that for all of the lyrical yeah. tracks on yeah. here. In fact, for the longest time, I would say that all the one with all the tracks with lyrics were, were my lowlights. Uh -huh. The only one that still remains a lowlight for me is FHH or yeah, Fuck, Fuck Hip Hop. Um, I'm just not a big fan of that song. The beat is okay. Yeah. Final Frontier, for the longest time, I didn't like just because, mm -hmm. you know, Blueprint didn't do much for me, but that, that beat goes. That beat is that, amazing. That beat is tough. And, and honestly, I think out of the three MCs, I would rank Blueprint at the mm -hmm. very bottom sure. of the basement. Yeah. But um, I think he commands that track. Maybe he better does. than the he two does. of them do vocally. Yeah. You know? I think that um, it's that track is definitely not a low light for me. It, mm. uh, Jaquita Molemouth, I, I just don't like that track. Fuck it, but I don't like the. Yeah. I don't like the hook. I, I, yeah. I just. Yeah, I mean that that's 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 rapping about rapping era mm -hmm. shit, right? Like he's just like, you know, they're not they're not keeping it real. I'm keeping it raw, you know. It's like, all right, bragging you know, about being so right underground. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what a lot a lot of what their music was about at the time. And yeah. you know, I think that also gives you an idea of my headspace at the time because I was listening to a whole lot of megahertz, you mm -hmm. know, music with these guys. But uh, yeah, man, that that like that type of that subject matter does not age well mm -hmm. you know so i mean that's that's i understand why that would be a low light for you so uh in terms of other highlights i won't necessarily mm. call them highlights but i do think that they're worth discussing for me mm. i've always liked work it's one of those songs that you know i won't actually you know let, let me let me take that back i didn't always initially like it but it's one mm -hmm. of those that whenever it came on i mm -hmm. never switched it off yeah and to the got to the point where it's just like man i really really enjoy this song yeah. um something about the the whole blues feel to it mm -hmm. um the way that it's sampled is like you can still hear the original song in it and you can mm -hmm. hear his stuff layered over top but it doesn't sound like it's a haphazard production right. it's still a polished production so i, I really like that track. that sample in here's what's left is a record an intruder's record i love so, so yeah um, the here's yeah. what's left which is not on the actual album version at least i don't think it is mm -hmm. i'll have to go back and i think it's again. supposed to be the second supposedly the second half of work so maybe did you have is. like a really long like maybe 13 minute track because i know that because i know the song yeah um i definitely i definitely know the song i've heard it plenty of times um, you know how some cats will do yet. that where they'll put their no, bonus track like embedded at the end of a, a record or something like maybe that. It, maybe it is on there and I just forgot that it's actually on there. But yeah, because when we mm -hmm. looked it up before and I was like, oh yeah, I know this record. Yeah, this yeah. shit is dope. So, uh, but one of the other tracks to uh, take the picture off is just a, a quick snippet mm -hmm. of one of his earlier songs that he made. I forget who he made it with, mm -hmm. but I remember that that was a, a pretty... That was one of like his bigger records at the time. And so mm. they, they take that snippet and they put it in here. I just thought that was cool. Mm. And one of the other things too, Shot in the Dark, I've always enjoyed listening to it. It's a mm -hmm. real quick snippet of a song. Basically, it's like it's like following this guy who like there's a, a murder that takes place mm -hmm. and then the cops pick him up even though he didn't do it. And like, you know, they're poking and prodding him and I just always kind of like it. One of the interesting mm. things about it is that the vocal snippet that he gets it from is actually from an Incredible Hulk animated, uh -huh. uh, not animated, uh, an Incredible Hulk like comic book tape, mm -hmm. if you will. And so that person who's getting arrested is actually Bruce Banner okay. in Bruce Banner form. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yes, this whole little thing. It, it wasn't yeah. very good. It was I not just, a highlight for me. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm not necessarily yeah. saying it's a highlight. I just, I, for whatever reason, after I listened to Cut Out to Florida, which is another song that I like, mm -hmm. um, when I listen to Shot in the Dark, I always, mm -hmm. I always just listen to that and then skip Fuck Hip Hop and go right into Chicken Bone Circuit. Mm. So this is a this is a record that I think you know. So I I, I listened to it the first time and I was just like, why are we doing this? Yeah. One? Um, and then like I sat with it like a couple more times. And like, there's records that, you know, the third time I heard it, I was just like, wow, like this didn't stand out to me the first time. So I think this is definitely a record that would grow on mm -hmm. me. And it's something that I would, you know, I'd just put on and kind of just listen to, you know, and, and like in the background, but but then certain pieces of the music would kind of draw me into it. So, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that we, you know, we did this joint or that I really got to sit with it just because I don't think I've listened to a piece of music like this in a while other than bob james i, I love bob yeah. james oh, bob so i james just is dope. i throw bob james on just randomly yeah but, uh, yeah the last one that i want to highlight is a cut out to florida um and this is one that i, I couldn't was, i was wondering if that was fl or florida that's florida it's cut uh, out to florida so if you listen to it he's talking about how he's about to get arrested or no he's uh, been arrested but he thinks that the jury is going to come back with a guilty verdict. So he's mm -hmm. like, fuck this shit. I'm just going to skip bail. See, I wasn't even listening to yeah. the, what was being said. I was actually listening to the cuts. Which like, that was a joint that dropped to. me into, yes. like, DJ mode, you know? Yeah. And the, the, the yeah. thing that I like most about this is just how, like, it'll have, like, a quick little, like, audio snippet. And then it will go into the song. And then it cuts out. And then it goes back to the song. And like each time it comes back to the music, he's adding another layer. And it's like more and more intense. Um, the horns that he samples for this are really, really dope. So I just think it was a dope piece of music. And again, like some of this stuff is just how the entire album, you know, just flows together. Mm -hmm. For an album that is so, uh, has such a, a variety in terms of the music, it all works together. It mm -hmm. all sounds like it belongs on the same project. Yeah. And some of these songs sound drastically different. Like horror sounds dra drastically different than Ghost Rider to June mm -hmm. and then Silver Fox. Like these all, these songs sound totally different, but they mm -hmm. all work together and they all sound like they're in the same project, which yeah. is something that I appreciate about it. Yeah. So, so why, why do you think that this, this of that era, why do you think that this is a defining piece of music? And I, and I asked that question with the layer of not just speaking for yourself, mm -hmm. but this is an album that many people say is is a great album from mm -hmm. this time frame. What do you think about this makes, what, what do you think about it is, it is about it that makes it the one that people talk about? I think that some of it is just some of the songs that we've mentioned. The mm. main one being Ghost Rider, mm. um, which uh, you're not as high on as everybody else, and that's fine. But I think that... I think that it's possible that how this album resonated with me, it resonates with a lot of other music producers. Because right. like I said, I don't think that there were many hip-hop producers that were really, truly taking other other songs mm -hmm. taking snippets of, from those and really creating a, a whole new piece of music mm -hmm. that stood on its own that didn't need the lyrics yeah. that that changed that expressed the musicality that songs mm -hmm. can do like yeah. these songs grow they right. you know and i you know i haven't really heard anything before mm -hmm. this or since this they really captured that same spirit for me. Well, um, not not a uh, DJ Shadow, the in introduction. Maybe DJ called? Shadow. Um, yeah. Like I said, because I I did mention him as well. We both yeah. mentioned DJ Shadow, but I like these songs more. Yeah. Um. I don't get me wrong. DJ Shadow has got some has got some joints. You know. Yeah. Obviously, he's got yeah. some joints. But I think that DJ Shadow also 
wasn't i think that the people who gravitated to dj shadow it wasn't just like underground hip-hop heads Mm-hmm. And even though this is definitely a piece of electronica, I would still very much consider this an, an instrumental, uh, instrumental in terms of actual instrumental, right. not just influential, but instrumental hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think that some of DJ Shadow stuff is more on like the trip hoppy side, and mm-hmm. it's, it's reminiscent of hip hop, but it's it doesn't really need to be. I don't know either. if I would say the same. And the reason the reason I would say would 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 differ with you there, right, is that I think what you said about the track standing on their own and growing in and of themselves mm-hmm. is very different, right? In terms of the way we, and I, I, when I say we, I mean me and a lot of folks like myself, we're listening to these instrumental albums was like, you know, I don't know, Dilla's, right? It, it might it might have lyrics on only two tracks, but when I hear track one, I'm like, oh, I can hear Ghostface on that. When I hear track Absolutely. two, I'm like, oh, I can hear, you know, Black Thought on that. When I listen to this album, I don't listen to the songs in that way. Like, I'm not yeah, hearing it and being you. like, oh, this rapper should be on it. It, it, it sounds complete in and of itself, right? Yes, yes. And, um, and I think that's, like, the difference in terms of, like, the way this was approached versus some of the other ones that were in this time frame. I hear that. Um, like, when I think of, like, hip-hop, like, instrumental hip-hop, mm-hmm. I'm like, what rapper would sound dope? Well, <laughs> you know, me, you know what I mean? For me, maybe I didn't phrase it entirely like when i say that it's still hip-hop it's not necessarily i don't think it requires the vocals yeah um but i think that you know i mean have you ever been in a space where you're just listening to hip-hop instrumentals right like you're just listening to the beats and you're not even coming up with the raps in your head just like yo it's just a dope it's just a dope yeah. beat. i just feel like listening to that's it, what this right? is and i think that this is that but it also makes songs out of the beats mm. and i think that this is one of the few records that i've heard that is really really does it well with with such variety yeah um in fact what like i think a good example for me um of of a song mm-hmm. that would that could measure up to this would be something from uh the yeezus album right the uh, uh the song yeah. like uh, he's got a bunch of songs that the end differently than the way they start and they mm-hmm. go in all these different directions something like i'm in it mm-hmm. or uh the strange fruit like they mm-hmm. just they just they grow and they carry and that to me like it that matters to me mm-hmm. especially as someone who is a fan of all these different other types of music right. some of which don't have any vocals right. um so for me to listen to this so it, it, it's this is still in the in the this still has a hip-hop feeling to it so for me to get all that full musicality that other genres provide but then to have a hip-hop flair on it that's why this album is so important to me why am i resonate with other folks you know it's hard it's hard to say because rjd2 is not someone who gets a lot of production credit on other people's stuff Um, and like i said in some of his projects after this he definitely has bangers here and there but i don't think he has a cohesive project that just sounds as good as this one he also kind of seems like one of the few right and and maybe it's not the few but one of those folks that like just works with people he fucks with right yeah. like he he doesn't it doesn't seem like at any point in time he ever like stepped out of his box tried to make a hit try to connect with a big artist because they were big like you know he doesn't really seem like that type of person i thought you know just to kind of go back to the music he has a uh, one vocal sample in there where the guy says something about um he's like yeah he sold lots of records but if his face wasn't on the cover, he would have sold a lot more. Yeah, more. Sold a lot more if he took his picture off the cover. Yeah, That's actually yeah. track number thirteen. They say yeah, that right yeah. at the end. And yeah. I thought that was, I that thought was that funny. was hilarious. Uh, but but I mean, it, it, it's almost like embodies kind of his 
his whole mantra he's like this faceless guy yeah. that he allows you to kind of you know uh fill in the blanks a little bit with mm -hmm. with his persona and etc and he's good with like the whole mystery and his career it seems is is, is very similar so so but yeah um you know do we want to discuss lowlights I, I don't really have any outside of fuck hip-hop so I wouldn't necessarily call anything that I have necessarily a low light either. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's just there are certain re records that resonated to me more than others. Mm -hmm. um, I I actually didn't like Shot in the Dark. Um, I Not guess if I had to pick one, but um. I need probably need to just need to go back and listen to it more. It's, it's not that know. for me, Shot in the Dark is like an interlude. Mm. Um, it's you know, there's, there's nothing much to it. It's just something that you know, it's really quick, it's short, um, and I just listen to it. and I'm always like amused when I hear it. What and did then, you think of the proxy? The proxy is one where I'm not going to call it a low light. Um, it's not a highlight. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it feels like a filler placeholder. But I yeah. also think that there's Sorry. some good music in it. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't stand out the way like cut out to florida or two more dead or silver fox you, you know it's funny because I'm, I'm looking at the singles so mm -hmm. he the b-side of his first single his first single was june and then he had the proxy as the b-side i kind of wonder why in his mind that was one of the standout tracks you know it actually is a very uh musical piece mm. um there's a lot of interesting things that he does with uh with the with the pitches and how like whatever instrument that is that mm -hmm. he's using um how he oscillates that i think is very impressive i wonder if it's like a theremin or something i don't i don't know what it is i yeah. think it's actually a really really good piece of music mm -hmm. but at the same time too it's not it's just not one of my favorites on here yeah um but i do listen to it like it's not one that i skip right so yeah so i mean you know dope piece of music i'm glad we did it any more thoughts before we we cut no i i don't have any thoughts I, i'm glad that you took the time to to listen to this all right yo peace peace